You are listening to The Catholic Wire. Welcome to the Young Men's Stories. This is uh, the fourth delivery of the life of Michael Magone, and we are going to go over the what we ha- what happened in the last time, so we can remember where we left off. Now remember, Michael Magone was basically a gangster, a criminal, and he was picked up by Don John Bosco, Saint John Bosco, to be brought to the school. Now Michael Magone, the first couple of weeks in the school, he spent them having a lot of fun. He really enjoyed the environment, he enjoyed the opportunity of not being criminal, of being good. But he did not, he was not so focused on the spiritual life, on the part of going to confession, communion, all those things. He actually found it confusing and saddening that while all the other uh, friends, all the other friends that he was making were very happy in going to the sacraments, in going to mass, he didn't find that enjoyful or something that he would enjoy. And he would struggle because he hadn't gone to confession. So he went through a little crisis. A friend of him helped him. He went to talk to St. John Bosco. And St. John Bosco, after him breaking down, gave him courage to go to confession. But so he did not, he did not go to confession yet. He went and prepared. And that is what we're going to see today, what happened when he went to confession and after that. So this is the fourth delivery of the life of Michael Magone by St. John Bosco. Now Magone spent all that day preparing his his examination of conscience, and he was so concerned with the business of his soul, of the salvation of his soul, that he would not go to sleep that night without having gone to confession first. He said, The Lord has waited for me for a long time. That is true. I don't know if he will wait until tomorrow. Therefore, if I can go to confession tonight, I'm not going to leave it for another day. It's enough. It's time to break with the devil. He made his confession then, very moved. Every now and then, as he was saying his sins, he would stop because of the tears and, and... the sadness in his soul overcame him. But then after he finished his confession, he said to the confessor as they were walking out of the church, Do you think my sins have been forgiven? If I were to die tonight, would I go to heaven? Go in peace, his confessor said to him. The Lord that has waited for you for so long until tonight, giving you time to do a good confession in his infinite mercy, he has certainly forgiven all your sins. And if, by an an adorable decree of his mercy, you were to be called tonight to eternity, you would go to heaven. Deeply moved, he said, How happy I am. 
and he started crying again and finally went to rest. But that rest was more a name for what happened that night because he didn't sleep at all. Later on, he told his friends some of the ideas that filled his head that night. It's, it's hard to say what all the thoughts that came to my heart on that night. I, I'll never forget it. I spent it mo I spent all night without being able to sleep. I mean I would try I would start going to sleep at times, but then suddenly my imagination would present to me hell open and thousands of devils just trying to get my soul. I would immediately try to get rid of that image, thinking the confessor said my sins have been forgiven. And at that time I would see a multitude of angels. It would seem to me like I would see a multitude of angels showing me heaven, telling me, Behold the joy and happiness that awaits you if you only persevere in your good resolutions. I spent night going back and forth between these thoughts. I mean, it wasn't even midnight yet. And I was so filled with happiness and so filled with joy and, and my, my soul was just going through such powerful emotions that I just couldn't lay down. I, I had to vent out a little bit and I got up and I got on my knees and I could just, I couldn't stop repeating over and over again how unhappy are those who fall into sin. But how much more unhappy are those who remain in sin? I believe if, if only for one moment they would experience this joy and happiness that you find being in the grace of God. Everybody would run to the confessional. They would just crowd the confessional. To, you know, they would just try to fight their way into there to be able to appease the divine wrath, to appease their conscience, to enjoy this, this joy of the heart. Sin, sin. What a terrible thing you are for those who allow themselves to have you in their heart. Oh my God, I don't want to offend you anymore. Rather, I want to love you with all the strength of my soul. And if by any misfortune, if through my weakness, I am to fall again in the slightest sin, I will immediately run to confession. I'm not going to wait as I did before. Thus, Magone would express his sorrow of having offended God, and he would promise himself over and over during that night to remain faithful in his service. Now, being consequent to these resolutions, he started coming frequently to the sacraments of confession and communion. And funny, well, not funny, but as you would expect, those practices of piety and religion who before were so boring to him and so difficult, now they were his greatest joy. He became actually so happy about going to confession and he loved it so much that the confessor had to tell him, this is too much. You can't go to confession that frequently. You don't need it. The confessor didn't want him to go and become scrupulous. You might ask me, what is being scrupulous? Well, it's, I, would, I could say it's a disease that very easily takes over the souls of those who seriously strive to serve the Lord. The consequences of this are grave 
because what happens is that the devil starts making these people think that basically everything is a sin or many things are a sin which are not and so their soul is being tortured constantly with this fear and in this way the mind is troubled the heart is uh, shaken and the exercise of religious the practice of virtue becomes actually something burdensome something difficult to do they start seeing religion as something oppressive so it's very very pernicious because in this way the devil gets that those who are striving for virtue will go back to their bad life what is the best thing to do the best thing to do if the devil is troubling us like this is to go to the confessor and to obey to obey strongly firmly anything that the confessor says if he says that something is bad we have to avoid it if he says this is not bad this is not a sin then we have to go ahead and be calm about it and be cheerful and peaceful about it to end obedience to the confessor is the best means the best remedy to rid ourselves from scruples and to persevere in the grace of God now here we will mention quickly that this is true but in our day and age we do have to make sure that the confessor that we go to is a priest that follows the traditional Catholic doctrine meaning the doctrine of the Catholic Church that has remained in the church for 2,000 years a priest that says mass in Latin a priest that has been formed in a seminary that follows only the traditional Catholic doctrine and sacraments this is important because if a priest goes to these new seminaries that we have now where they don't follow the doctrine of the 2000 years where they don't do the old the the real mass i should say the mass in latin where they don't perform the sacraments as the church performed them for 2000 years well these priests also if we can call them priests are formed in erroneous doctrines and so they can make mistakes in what is sin and what is not a sin so we should strive always to go to a priest that has been formed in the doctrine of the church of 2,000 years. Thus did Magone did. He, he went to St. John Bosco, he obeyed him, and this gave him great peace of conscience and kept him in the right balance. And after this, as we will see in the next episode, Magone not only became a good, devout young man, but he also became an exemplary young man. He started practicing virtue way beyond what any other people would do. And from having been a bad example to his friends, he became now a good example and a leader and model to follow in the practice of virtue. As we will see in the next story of the young man. This has been the life of Michael Magone. You're listening, this is un- narrated by Father Carlos Cepeda. And this is The Catholic Wire.